When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to have a look at how my team is shaping up for game week 13. Now I actually did one of these a week ago, but as we know in football, politics and life in general, a week is a very long time, especially when it's an international break. And things have changed drastically in the past couple of days. We've seen players get injured. We've seen players who we thought were injured appear in training. And it's just complete and utter chaos. So I thought going through the changes from my team uh, from last week to this week might be useful for people and might help you guys work out what to do going into Game Week 13. Now, I am recording this on Thursday, so I will not be able to factor in the Friday press conferences. But obviously, I will talk a couple of things um, in terms of what I would do if this or that happens in those Friday press conferences. So hopefully, it's still useful for you if you're checking this out on a Friday or a Saturday. And of course, I would be remiss in my duty if I didn't tell you guys to also check out the team news video on Friday as well, which will have all the latest updates from those FPL press conferences. Uh, there's no Neil this week. It'll be me filling in for him to make sure that the uh, ginger to non-ginger ratio is maintained on that particular video. But wow, I can't think I can remember a game week in FPL where the press conferences were as important as this one for probably about three weeks, because it seems to be the injury flag season uh, of all things. We have returned to some normality. You know, there's no COVID things getting involved or World Cups to get in the way. But injuries very much are becoming the recurring theme of the season. And that, of course, is just impacting absolutely everything we're going to be doing with our teams. So let's have a look at how mine is getting on at the moment. But before we get on to that, a few pieces of housekeeping as ever to take you guys through. It is, of course, never too late to sign up to Fantasy Football Scout membership before the Game Week 13 deadline. You can save up to 20% uh, on those prices. All sorts of different packages available. Go to the website and pick out the one that works best for you. You guys know the benefits by now. Uh, so I'm going to save my breath that I would usually spend on that to talk about something very exciting, very new. We have officially launched our brand new site of Fantasy Football Scout called Fantasy Football Merch. So if you are having a look around at the moment it's of course a very spending heavy time of year with lots of black friday deals out there uh perhaps maybe getting an early head start on your christmas shopping and you're looking for some great fantasy football um clothes and mugs we've got hats beanies t-shirts jumpers the lot with some really cool designs uh, which i've had nothing to do with so i can talk them up as much as possible without it being vain in any way if you're looking for stuff like that head to fantasyfootballmerch.co.uk and use the discount code black friday 25 when you're checking out and that will help you get 25 percent off in the shop and before we go any further, of course, this video is sponsored by Betway, the principal betting partners of West Ham and the betting partner of uh, Brighton as well. On Friday, they announced the Heroes of the Weekend, bet £10 on player markets, top scorer of the Heroes, and they will credit a £1 free bet for every point up to £20. Betway are also running giveaways, including shirts and tickets for West Ham and Brighton. We know that not everyone gambles. It's something we take very seriously, which is why on our website we have a filter you can turn on, which allows you to opt out of gambling ads. For those who do enjoy it, do so responsibly and safely. There's more info about Betway in the description. And of course, you have to be over 18 to play. And we encourage 
encourage everybody to gamble responsibly and to be gambleaware.org when the fun stops stop well as i always say the fun never stops in fpl especially when things have been as chaotic as they have been now what i've got on the screen right now is the shape of my team last week as i showed it to you a couple of days ago and more flags have surfaced since then but just to help you guys understand what i was thinking of doing as you can see here matoma and bowen completely flag free at this particular point in time so i was going to captain bowen uh, i was able to probably bench one of cash or shimmercast knowing that i would be able to use one of my transfers to replace van der ven with i had been thinking a newcastle defender wasn't too excited about it but it would probably help me later on down the line so that was the view there with a hope that maybe a Stupinan would be fit. Now, what my team looks like now is even messier. So, um, we now have a flag on Matoma, we have a flag on Bowen, we have a flag on Haaland, uh, a Stupinan of Van der Ven, no change there at the time of recording. There has also been, from what we understand, some kind of injury or flag-related situation with Cash, although he remains unflagged at the moment and is probably going to be able to play at the weekend and our understanding is that he's trained and we don't have to be too worried. It was seemingly like one of those ones where this this game it was just becoming just an absolute parody of itself with yet another flag. So I'm mildly nervous there. But generally speaking, my plan to hold off on the wild card, I think, is still uh, viable at the moment. So if you've not already heard, I'm sure you all have at this point, my plan is to try and hold that wild card until game week 19 after the blank game week in 18 so that I can dead end into it, save myself having to use a free hit, load up on Brentford and Man City players in the build up to 18 because the fixtures of both of those teams are really good, then sell them for 18 and then it means that I can then go into game week 19 and wild card them all back in again because Brentford and Manchester City have great fixtures after the blank game week as well. And of course, wild carding later on allows me to really maximize that period of the season between January and March where a lot of people don't like to use their second wild card in that slot because they want to save it for chip season so I can maximize my uh, team for that run and save my wild card for chip season that's the general idea uh, there's obviously another window of opportunity in game week 16 as well the fixtures turn quite nicely then so my plan for several weeks has been can I use my free transfers to build what would look like a good game week 16 wild card by the time I get there so that I can still dead end into 18 so that has been my plan uh, that plan has been tested more than ever this week with the number of flags that we've had come close to Play, uh, playing the wildcard, pressing that button. I haven't actually built a single wildcard squad though because I know that if I do, it'll probably look good and I'll probably be tempted to go with it. So I've, I've deliberately not done that and tried to find uh, solutions just to keep on getting through game week after game week. I've done it before this season so I and it's worked both times I've had injury crises before. Uh, just carrying injured people on the bench and obviously the fact that I've got a Supernan and Van der Ven is testament to the fact that that's still viable to do um, because yeah not doing too badly so far this season quite happy with where I'm up to up to 38k so I'm not going to I'm not going to you know uh, change my plans because of all these flags uh, hopefully <laughs> we'll see what happens in the Friday press conferences that's the that's the intention anyway and I just want to stay the course um, I think sometimes when you've got a plan uh, you're better off sticking to that plan even if you're a bit worried about it rather than necessarily wavering halfway through and becoming indecisive that can sometimes do more damage and that's not just for FPL that's just for anything in life bit of life advice for you there so um, that's kind of what I want to achieve but how am I going to be able to do it this game week well let's find out so I'll read out my current team uh, as things stand for the benefit of the podcast listeners i've got johnston in goal still i'm now theoretically starting cash anderson and shimikas then in midfield saka diaby matoma and salah and then up front harland alvarez the captain sees on harland now 
and Cameron Archer coming off the bench to start, which would mean uh, a bench of Turner, Bowen, Estupinan and Van de Ven. Now, of course, this is pre-transfers, so it might look a little bit different to what I end up having come the Saturday deadline. Check out the deadline stream on Saturday if you want to find out what my final decisions were, or if you maybe want to have a hand in it, because I sometimes need your help, and it's useful to put a few uh, pre-deadline polls up. So if you want to help me with that, then do join me there. So... Um, let's start with the goalkeepers first because that's a nice, easy situation to talk through. I mean, Turner has lost his place. Johnston is away at Luton and Crystal Palace have been really good for clean sheets so far this season. Him especially, he's been really, really useful. Um, he is already up to uh, 50 points for the campaign uh, and that has come, of course, from five clean sheets, three of those in the last six. It's a really favourable fixture. So he's an easy start, as is Anderson. So that's that's nice and easy. So moving, obviously, into defence now. So I had been thinking about making a defender change, but I think the number of flags that have kind of popped up in midfield is starting to cause me some issues. I may well uh, still have to change one of my defenders. I'm really kind of waiting to see what happens with a stupid now, if I'm honest. If he can be fit then I can start him ahead of Shibakas, and that makes life a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, I think Cash away at Spurs, I think that's actually a great time to play Cash if you've got him. I wouldn't be too worried about selling him now. A couple of reasons. Number one, you need your Aston Villa players probably in place to help you in game week 18 because they've got a really nice fixture then. But also, Spurs are missing three of their first choice back four. They haven't got Madison. They haven't got Basuma as well. So, I mean, if Aston Villa were going to break their away day hoodoo, this seems the time to do it. So they're coming against the Spurs team uh, come up against a Spurs team that are, you know, vulnerable compared to usual. So I think there's a result in this for them. And Cash can get attacking returns. I don't think he keeps a clean sheet, but I reckon he might get an assist or a goal. So I've just got to try and uh, hope and rely on that. So that's what I would probably do uh, if I, you know, if I don't think about um, having to make some some swaps. As I said, a Superman may come in off the bench. Now, Midfield. This is where it gets really tricky. I wanted to captain Bowen. He's currently yellow flagged. We haven't heard from David Moyes yet, but we've heard a few things from some fairly reliable sources that he's got some fluid on the knee. The only thing is, we don't really know what the the longevity of that is. I really like uh, Bowen. I think he's doing really well this season. He has got some positive fixtures on the horizon. Uh, there's 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 reasons to hold on to him for for a few more weeks yet. I mean, they've got Fulham and Wolves in 16 and 17, for example. Some good fixtures there. So at the moment, he's on my bench because I'm not feeling the need to sell him. Now, if uh, you are checking this out on Friday after a press conference where David Moyes has ruled him out for several weeks, then I may well have sold him uh, by that point. Um, because the all the talk this week has been about you know doing Matoma to Mbermo. Um, there's also Eze in the conversation as well for that away game against Luton as well. There's, there's definitely some really good midfielders I could get to. If Bowen is going to be out for some time, he is the closest thing I have to a cash cow because he would officially be my most expensive, unavailable player. That one's quite a simple swap, and then I would probably... Uh, bench Archer but it also depends on what we find out about Matoma now I was going to record this video on Thursday morning and I had this sixth sense uh, almost like a Peter Parker tingle that we were going to have some uh, some more injury drama on Thursday and lo and behold that's exactly what we had it didn't come in the form of a press conference it came in the form of Brighton and Hove Albion's Twitter account where they posted a video of the players all jogging out getting ready to train and who was the first man trotting out in his boots looking like he's never ever had an injury in his life it was of of course, the Japanese international Matoma. And so he looks fine. I mean, I'm no expert, but I mean, he wasn't exactly hobbling. Now, whether or not that means he's going to start against Forrest, I don't know. What that, what on earth that means in the context of uh, hearing from, uh, you know, a quite reliable Brighton and Hove Albion source that he was likely to miss this one. What that means for that, we have no idea. It's entirely possible that maybe... 
less of an injury and more of a sort of, you know, kind of like a load management with the player. He has started a lot of games. He's been a, been one of the most reliable starters for Brighton in a world where everybody seems to rotate around him. So it could be possible that that's the reason for that uh, information we heard earlier in the week. And the fact that he's training uh, is immaterial to whether or not he starts. Really, we need to hear from De Zerbi. Again, if you're checking this out on Friday or Saturday and you've already heard from De Zerbi and he's given some view here, um, then you'll have more information than I have right now. In terms of the flow chart of what I would do in various scenarios, um, if it sounds like he's probably going to be okay, I think I'd just start him. I think it's a good fixture. Uh, if he does rule him out for several weeks, then you know I may then have to sell him as I've already mentioned. And Burmo looks really, really good this week. I think Eze is a good option too. If you are a bit nervous about going a week early on Burmo, you could go for Eze this week and find some way to get to Burmo next week. I mean, what I could do here is I could do Matoma to Eze and then I could do um, uh, Bowen to Burmo next week. Uh, for example. So there's options I can do. I'm, I'm weighing up those different options and it really is just going to rely on that injury news. Now, outside of those midfielders, Salah, Diaby and Saka are all uh, easy uh, inclusions. Uh, I've already talked about, I think, this week Villa have got a good fixture. Whilst it's not a nice one for Arsenal with Saka, they also have some nice fixtures coming up. They've got Wolves at home next week and then Luton away after that. So possible captaincy candidate for Saka in game week 15. So he's going nowhere. And then Salah is in the form of his life at the moment. 16 points in the most recent game week. Uh, is Man City away? Yes. Yes, but they've got Fulham and Sheffield United coming up. So, of course, he stays in the team as well. So let's move on finally to the forwards then. Uh, Haaland and Alvarez, again, not really going to be going anywhere. I'm fairly confident that of all the injuries I've got, the one on Haaland is the one I need to be least worried about. I think uh, the fact that he's obviously had this injury in the international break and it stopped him being involved for Norway is not really all that um, disconcerting because he would not be the first player to not take risks for his international team and then come back like the robot that he is in a really, really big game against Liverpool and just bag a hat-trick. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that I, I, I look at who I've got available now and whatever update we get on Bowen, it's not going to be uh, captainable levels of updates. So I need Moyes to basically come into that press conference and say, everything you've heard about Bowen is a complete lie. He didn't leave the England squad for an injury. He left for some personal reason. He's absolutely fine. I'm going to start him up front against Burnley and he's going to bag a hat-trick. If I get that, maybe I'll go back to captain uh, Bowen, but we aren't going to get that because it does seem that there is at least something wrong with him. So it just kind of defaults me back to Haaland, which I do think is kind of boring. I'm a bit annoyed with the FPL gods here. I was really excited, as you would have seen from last week, especially with that thumbnail designed for you guys of captain in Bowen, it would have been so exciting to do something so different in a world where, you know, Haaland kind of ruined the captaincy for a long time and we'd finally got captaincy debates back. But he really is the best candidate for this week outside of uh, Bowen in my team. I think Eze's got a good shout against Luton, but do I trust him enough to, to, to do that? Well, I mean, I might not even sign him, so that says all I need to know. So yeah, Haaland captaincy, I think, is, is going to be what's going to happen. And then Alvarez stays in the team. The fixtures for City aren't amazing in the next few game weeks. Spurs at home after this one, Villa away after that, but then you've got Luton in 16 uh, and Palace in 17. They obviously have the blank, but then it's Everton away, Sheffield United at home in 19 and 20, Burnley at home in game week 22. So three fantastic fixtures for City after the blank as well. Another reason why I want hold off on that wild card so I can do the old Man City hokey-cokey uh, without having to use a free hit, basically. So let's finally move on to Cameron Archer then. Um, he currently is in the team. If I end up having to make transfers, 
then I would probably bench him. And because if I have to make transfers, it will probably be for a midfielder. And Eze or Mbomo, I think, both have a better chance this week than Archer, which is, says more about his form than it necessarily does about his fixture. Because his fixture is really nice. Bournemouth have been one of the most obliging defences so far this season. Um, all of uh, Archer's returns this season have all come at home. There's only been three of them. But he got 12 points at home to Everton. He got nine points at home to Wolves. So against the very worst defences in the league. Now, Everton were among those in game week four. They aren't anymore. Um, but Wolves have been shipping a lot of chances as well. Uh, against those teams, Archer has a real decent chance. So kind of hoping. I mean, the weirdest thing is, I mean, looking at the way this team is now, if Bowen's update is that he's not going to be out for very long, if the update on Matoma is that he's probably fine, and then Haaland um, also is cleared, which we expect, then I might be able to roll my transfer. <laughs> with this many flags it would be incredible because I still would hold him to a stupid and my understanding is he's not that far away so he could even be back next week and I think he's a bit of a season keeper when he is fit um I would love to be able to roll my transfer because we've got so many things to deal with coming up. We've got the Christmas period where we're going to have fixtures coming in left, right and centre. We're going to have the first midweek deadline in the first week of December. We're going to have loads and loads of deadlines across the festive period, as we always do. So being able to bank a transfer and then use that to sort of um, shimmy about to finally get some rid of some of these flags whilst holding on to the wildcard could be the way to go. So lots up in the air. There's a possibility I roll my transfer, even with this absolute chaos squad, um, in all likelihood. Kind of expecting Bowen to get rolled up for a long time. And then it'll be a case of, do I get Eze to get uh, this week's really nice fixture and then get Mbermo next week? Or do I simply just get Mbermo now and get kind of settled in, ready for him to have Luton next week? So yeah, that's kind of my thinking there. Now, hopefully you found this uh, video useful. Uh, if you did, uh, please uh, don't forget to hit that like button. Uh, we uh, welcome any support you guys can bring to the channel. And of course, it's absolutely free as well. Now, if you subscribe as, uh, as well to the channel and hit that bell notification, then it means you're never going to miss a thing. Another good way to support the channel as well, because it means that we know the people who like this content are getting regular access to it when they need it. And of course, as I said, come out of an international break. Oh, boy, do you need those, those bell notifications on, because there's so many things coming out. Well, with that, I will leave you fine folks to the rest of your preparation for game week 13 and i shall see you next time goodbye